I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm usually homeboys with the same niggas I'm rhyming with, but this is hip hop and the niggas should know what time it is. And that goes for Jermaine Cole, Big Crit and Wale, Pusha T, McMill, A.S.A. Rocky and Drake, Big Sean J, Electron, Tyler Mac, Miller. I got love for you all, but I'm trying to murder you niggas. Trying to make sure your core fans never heard of you niggas. They don't want to hear no more. One more down. They don't want to hear not one more now on a verb from you niggas. What is competition? I'm trying to raise the bar high. Who trying to jump and get it? You better off taking a skydive. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On uh, Sunday, as promised. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh off of vacation, man. How was your vacation? My vacation was good. My vacation was bad. My vacation was a little bit angry. My vacation was all all of the above, but overall, it was nice. All right, yeah. Um, and we'll be talking about that vacation, I'm sure, getting into some of the things we did uh, on our week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally had a pretty good week off uh, for at least half of it, so that's good. <laughs> um, first things first, this is the Blackout Tips. It's a comedy podcast hosted by me and my wife, Karen, and we uh, do the show five days a week. Um, you can find us at theblackouttips.com. That's the easiest place to do it. But you can also search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, all those places. Just put the black guy who tips into all your search engines. We'll come up. There you can take care of shit. Mm-hmm. Don't forget you can sign up for our premium podcast. So people that, you know, say, hey, I was fiending for the show. Y'all took a week off. I didn't have no new shows. Well, premium people didn't have that problem. They sure didn't. They every, getting, every day of our normal show, they got a new show. You know, they getting spoiled movie reviews for Elysium and The Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a medium talk with Baritone Thurston. Yes, they did. Uh, another medium talk with Alana Hands of Stone Jones. So, uh. They got a nerd off. They got a nerd off. Like people getting stuff every day. Uh, keep it coming for those folks. Um, but of course, you gotta go to the blackouttest.com slash premium, sign up, all that stuff there. Um, today's podcast is actually sponsored. Okay? Um, but I would be remiss if I did not remind you guys that the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And on the last show, we played that song, so I saw a lot more people actually learning what bullet ball, ball is. Yes, a lot of people listen. They go, "What the hell? What the hell are them niggas talking about?" And if you have the premium um, podcast, uh, you know the premium selection or whatever, just go to uh, the the archived episodes, and it's episode twenty six. Uh, that's a bullet ball. I believe yes. that's the first time that we played a clip. We and we go into great details about it. Yeah. yeah. Like we do the whole, like we, we break down an analysis of like how he pitched that product and yes. lost and all that stuff. It's epic. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Um, this podcast is sponsored. It's double sponsored to be quite honest with you. It's like sponsored that. by Shadow Dog Productions. They're on the road in Los Angeles for uh, the action on film festival. Uh, they've got three movies playing this year, Found Betty and In the Goodbye on Tuesday, August 20th, and the award-nominated Perspective playing on Friday, August the 23rd. If you live in Los Angeles and want to attend one of these screenings, meet Dexter and friends of the show, Kelly Ryder. Drop, drop him a DM on Twitter uh, with your email address. On Twitter, they're at Shadow Dog Pride. Yes. To check out one of these movies in the luxury of your own home, hit them up on Shadow, at ShadowDogProductions.com. 
uh but yeah i if i'm out in the la area get a chance to meet dexter Please and do. kelly you should definitely take take them up on that man yeah go, if they wouldn't fall we would be there but they too far right now yeah los angeles but y'all should check them out man they're uh real cool people and fans of the show and stuff and uh like i said kelly is an impossible white man in a in a white girl's body yes she is and uh of course um dexter is just a longtime supporter and fan of the show man he, he, he kept the show going for a long time um so yeah make sure you guys do that we also of course are brought to you by tweaked audio um audio earbuds okay guys some people have already been getting them we've been getting good reviews back people are enjoying them mm-hmm um basically these are earbuds you know people you're listening to a podcast right now you probably go to the gym you're listening to your music there you probably sit in your cubicle you're listening to music and stuff and you go what is a nice discreet way that i can listen to music but also not go broke ain't that the truth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also have a lifetime warranty on my earbuds because there's nothing worse than that first time that you hear that little crinkle Oh, that and your ear, that, that static, that little bit of, and you yeah, go, oh, oh no. Shit. And then you, you're messing with your, your lines and you're straightening them out. Be sure yeah. they ain't twisted. We've all been there where you just sit in your cubicle trying not to move one millisecond, like just <laughs> yes. one millimeter to the left or the right because you know if you turn it'll cut out and it drives you fucking insane enough yes. to make you look crazier than that. Well, <laughs> at Tweaked Audio, all of their, uh products come with a lifetime warranty mm-hmm. they also come with free shipping and you can get a third off by just putting in the code tbgwt and these are very affordable earphones people i'm talking about like starting at 10 12 dollars and going all the way up to like 40 i think is the most expensive so you know we get a little cut of that if you guys do it if you use the code tbgwt i appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do it and we uh do. that would be awesome also some of these come with mics so you can answer your phones from them and stuff yep. like that now you gotta um, plug in yeah plug into your phone plug into your ipod or whatever device you use you be like hello how you doing yeah, all kinds of different colors and all different finishes and all kinds of stuff so make sure y'all do that man it helps out the show it does um all right first things first what do you want to talk about the vacation karen or you want to talk about all this other stuff that happened on vacation what we can talk about vacation all right so we went to charleston uh it's one of my favorite cities to visit yes uh i I love it it's beautiful down there yes it is although as soon as you cross the state line in the south carolina temperature goes up 10 degrees i don't know what that is hell the fuck yes it was i mean the humidity raises up with it yes it was so hot i i started talking like a southern bell <laughs> no i was like oh i do declare it is mighty sweltering out here you know yeah i mess around like that roger well uh, do i need to go buy me some slaves out there in the slave market because i sure enough need them to come over here and get me a good gold class of iced tea baby i know it's it's hotter than a june bug on a grill and shit like that um but yeah so we uh we went down there um uh and uh first things first check into the hotel you know i I thought the drive was pretty cool you know nothing really happened Mm -mm. um but uh we were were checking into the hotel or whatever and there's some some guy (laughs) who just comes out of nowhere and start it felt like a movie because you know how movies how people always strike up conversations so that the viewing audience can learn more about the characters Mm -hmm. it felt really (laughs) fake and forced like I was just trying to check in. I'm like, yeah, I need to check in. Here's my name. You know, he's like, all right, here's a little form you got to sign and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool, bro. No problem. Um, 
and uh you know as, as before we headed out i tweeted some travel tips to everybody <laughs> you know i was just trying to give people you know like hey turn the light off on the patio at your hotel room in case you want to go have sex on the patio that way people can't really tell <laughs> you know and stuff like that Th- these are tips that you know i think people should be thinking about when they leave you know another one was uh take some of your own good toilet tissue from your house Hell with you on the road yes because that shit will cut your ass because mm-hmm, you know even the best hotels normally do not spring for you know the really luxurious uh toilet tissues Mm-mm. you know that, that that's something that i found I'm like, i was not happy i was looking at it like what kind of bullshit is this we got to go to the store son mm-hmm. we had to make a trip to the store um to get toilet tissue you mm-hmm. know and it wasn't karen that made it. i said that y'all she trying to take advantage of that credit for it I, I was the one who said no uh this should have been on the list and that's my travel and then tip. after i used it i was like i agree son mm-hmm. let's true. go get some toilet tissue that's right um so that was another thing um and i had another travel tip we'll get into in a second so <laughs> We were, uh, you know, we're checking in and then this dude just walks up and starts talking to us about driving down from Virginia and then he started trying to sell us some e-insurance or Yeah, something. he did. We said he wasn't, but he said, I know it probably sounds mm-hmm. like an ad, but I got that e-insurance and I can't afford blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they backed up by Allstate. Mm-hmm. Do I need to know? A lot of people don't know it's the same as Allstate, except it's cheaper. It's just I e-insurance. Like, like, is he going to give us a business card? I know. And then I, and Karen, of course, keeps talking to this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Karen is the worst like that. It's like she wants she won't let it just die. She gotta be nice to everybody. <laughs> so I'm just sitting up here like uh and I told him I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, because this is it could be expensive. And then I tried to like brush him off and just turn back to the counter, like, all right, man, what else I need to fill out? And he just stood there over my shoulder. I'm like, Don't you have some papers to be filling out or something, man? And he he was, wouldn't go away, that's so why I kept talking, I'm sorry. And then Karen wouldn't stop talking, so he kept <laughs> feeling like he was in a conversation with both of us. And he yes, wasn't. he did. And then, uh, so then he just repeats the same thing about this insurance. And I turn and I go, yeah, yeah, it could be expensive, man. And I turn back around <laughs> and he's still standing there. And then he, like, we got our hotel room. I kept hoping he didn't see the number because it felt like he was going to knock on the our door. door. But like, I felt like we're buddies now, guys. I just thought we should Would you talk. like to go downstairs for the continental hot breakfast this morning? Yeah. So that was weird. <laughs> um, but we got our room and stuff. Um, I noticed. And this is one of my travel tips. I noticed that they have all these signs and stuff at the desk, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I do Andrew, who was behind the counter. Andrew uh, was cool. He was real cool. He was really excited about baking these cookies. Man, he was on them cookies. He was like, yeah, um, I got some cookies. Give me about five minutes. We got to believe. He was like, y'all know um, in the next you know, 15 minutes, you know, cookies will be ready. You know, right. I baked them myself. While I was like wait- made them from scratch. While he was waiting on me, he was just like, oh, got to go check on my cookies. And left. <laughs> he I was, was like, what serious. the fuck? He um, was like, the cookies can't burn. Gotta make the customers yeah, happy. I got my cookies back there cooling, okay, guys? So uh, they're gonna be right out. So, um, anyway, Andrew or whatever is taking care of me and he gives me my room key and stuff and I'm hoping that the guy doesn't see it, you know? And so I'm looking at the signage on the desk, you know, mm-hmm. where, where they sign you in. The checkout counter, check-in counter, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they have this one particular sign off in the cut behind all the other signs and i move it and put it out front and look at it and it's my travel tip for the day which was mm-hmm. when you go pay for a hotel make sure you use a credit card never and not a debit card never ever 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 do this people and i'm amazed at how many people do not know this 
um the the thing we found out many 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 years ago actually i was in college when we found this out we had uh, went to go get a room and i had used my debit card to get a room but mm-hmm. what they don't tell you is that uh, they be like, well, Visa and MasterCard be treated like a credit card. Fuck that. No, they don't. Right. What they do is that once you swipe your debit card, you give them authorization to draft into your real fucking money. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you give them the, the you give them the ability to hold up double up to double a lot of times or triple the cost of the room. So it could be from a few hundred to possibly, you know, thousands of dollars just holding on to. And what they don't tell you is that when they do this, this can cause your account to go into the debit. They're not going to cover the cost. And then the bank is going to look at you and say, well, you gave them authorization. You go, yeah, for the cost of the room, not double the amount, not triple the amount, not no thousand dollars. And the thing is, they can take uh, up to two fifty per night that you stay. Like, I don't know if a lot of people know that. Yeah, but they if they want to. I've been in. I remember. um I've gotten hotel rooms before where, you know, and I was like a college student. I I didn't know any better. I gave my debit card and the money was in there for the actual hotel room, but it wasn't in there for a hotel room and uh, three $250 uh, holds on my account, you know? And so the bank was letting them hold the money mm-hmm. and just feeing me for everything I spent that on that, that vacation, yep. you know? Um, and that's, you know, I think it's a tip that a lot of people don't, you know, some people don't know. Um, so it's like, Hey, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, use your credit cards and cause your credit card will let them hold any amount. It doesn't come out of your actual spending, uh, money. Mm-mm. Um, so it's just smarter that way. Yes, it is. Um, because you know, with, if you have say, um, a 10, uh, I don't know, a thousand dollar credit card, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of credit. If you put your credit card there for them to hold, uh, for your room, um, they use it for things like, uh, incidentals. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you break into the refrigerator and start drinking all the little small canned Cokes, <laughs> they gonna charge you. Yeah, for they that start shit. calling you five dollars a Coke or some shit like that. And that's, and they got, basically they do that after you leave. Um, so you put your credit card up for incidentals. Most likely you won't break a TV. You won't you know, throw, throw somebody through a window. So you won't have to worry about any of this shit. Mm-mm. And at the end of the day, zeros actually charge on your credit card and you get it right back. Right. Yep. But if it's your debit card, they hold money mm-hmm. and you don't have access to that money anymore. Yes. And that became an issue. And I remember the f- first time, and this is the last time I ever used my debit card. I did not know this. So mm-hmm. I called the bank raising hell and I called that lady every goddamn day until she, uh, until they released them my money. Cause it's the bank. Uh, so I would call her and she basically had to call the hotel and call, she, I call her every day until they release my money. She called the hotel every day. She got tired of me. I made my issue her issue. She finally mm-hmm. got to release my money because I was like, this is not fair. And my thing is this, you need to promote this. You need to tell people this. And, and the thing about it, I know it wasn't Andrew's fault. It was fucked up. It was in the corner behind the bush plant. So if, and he, they don't tell you this. Like if you get him a debit card or a credit card, they don't tell you, Hey, if this is a credit card, yada. So I can have an opportunity to change how I make my purchase. Also, more importantly, they can't do shit about it. So yes, true too. Like it's not like the guy at the desk is like, oh, more money for me to hold. Like no, they they it's can't just automate it. And like I said, it's built in. So it, you know, it's a fair yeah. warning I think to everybody that's like, mm-hmm. hey, travel tip: use a credit card. You don't have to even be concerned about any of your real money being, being held on deducted. To. You know, mm-hmm. um, even if you had a one dollar balance on your credit card, it would be fine. Like. 
they, they it, it doesn't matter they're not gonna actually take any money out right no they're not so this dumbass trick um i think her twitter name was like <laughs> laughing at you or something she goes by kim shoe crazy she was like uh nope that's a, that's a stupid travel tip or something like that and so i'm like checking into the hotel put you know unwinding and sitting down i know we're gonna sit in the room for a while because we were plum tuckered you know yes, um plum tuckered out mm-hmm. um i said well let's sit a spell um so i hooked up my laptop check out the wi-fi all this stuff and i'm getting all these messages about kim shoe crazy thinking that my my travel tip was stupid meanwhile everybody else was like this is a great tip i've had that happen to me oh i didn't know uh i didn't know so thank you for telling me why you know all this stuff and she's like that's stupid or something and i said um what do you mean and she said well uh if if you can't if your bank account can't afford to get this money deducted out of it then um then you need to step your game up or something like that and i said look i'm looking at your pictures right now your shoe game not even crazy you know (laughs) you you look like you got a very sane shoe game very reasonable shoe i'd say it's downright decent okay um so i was like you know first of all your shoe game ain't you need to step the shoe game up but then two how is telling somebody oh that they can hold on to money, their money save money when did that become stupid yes when when this when this balling out become oh you can't ball out nigga you can't either what are, what are we talking about we even, all in the same boat but here's the thing even people who got it don't spend it stupidly no they don't you know what i in, mean in fact they know better ways to save money than the average person like do you even know what a black card means no i don't it's i just not, know it's a black card yeah a black card is not some shit that goes to your debit to your bank account it's a credit it's a line of credit people do things with credit all the time man so it was pretty fucking stupid for her to be like uh yeah you shouldn't put uh your incidentals on there i said first also I fucking paid for this room ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even a pay for the room. The room's paid for. Yes, it is. I'm just using my credit card for incidentals, and that is completely fucking ordinary. You know, because you don't want people uh, uh, touching your money, your actual money money. Um, So I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, you just need to calm down a little bit. Um and uh oh and when she called it called the tip stupid i just responded back your mama's stupid (laughs) and so she got mad and said you must not be black because um black people know not to joke about that or something and i said um listen dumbass black people invented your mama jokes yeah they did your mama so black dot 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 your you know, mama like, so ugly dot dot yeah dot. your mama so fat when she sit around the house she really sit around the house everybody fucking knows black people just mastered your mama jokes so why are you even trying to act like that's checking somebody blackness by talking about your mama you know and so then she said some other stupid shit about like you know um whatever and i said you know what dog it's just gonna have to be on it's just gonna have to be on i'm sorry i'm on vacation i ain't got nowhere to go right now i'm relaxing in the room fuck it let's do it you know uh so she was like doing it live yeah she's like i'm gonna tell you don't make me have to tell you read you about such and such i said read me bitch read me (laughs) and uh she she said something about like 
if you can't afford this kind of money coming out your bank account you need to step your game up you ain't got no money blah 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 and i said that's cool but being fiscally responsible is not the same as being broke ain't that the truth you know i was like i prepaid for my room this shit is for incidentals i don't expect even a cent to come out of my actual credit card for any of this shit um and more importantly um your shoe game is really ordinary and your mama is so fiscally responsible that she made bag lunches for you and your siblings so that y'all didn't have to pay for lunch every day at school oh that's, yes that's actually smart mm-hmm yeah i was going in on her mama too i was like <laughs> yeah that's right i said your mama is so morally dignified that she sent you and your siblings to church every sunday hoping that y'all would learn to hold on to the moral fabric of the bible oh what about that kim shoe crazy huh your shoe game looking real real spectacular right now huh that's right she didn't know she was fucking with a yo mama joke expert (laughs) yeah she was Mm Mm-hmm. yeah i was telling her all about her mama i was like yo mama uh made sure that you wouldn't just be respected for your looks but she wanted to make sure she raised an intelligent child that's right mm-hmm. i said that's how that's how reasonable your mama is okay that's that's how she's a good mama mm-hmm. yeah but um she yeah I've, I've been talking about her mama off and on for about a week now I, <laughs> I, I try to log in once a day and talk about her mama so that she'll you know understand um also i appreciate everybody that did come in and laugh at her dumb ass um because it's not like companies hand out business debit cards they show don't everybody knows that credit card for travel and expense is like that's actually way more baller status if you not that i'm trying to be a baller for the record i don't give a fuck what people think about my vacation ain't that the truth although i did start calling my brocation after that um but i didn't get it at first i was like bro who's that who, who's that? Yeah, i'm so broke vacation i'm so broke Karen. i was like this shit ain't dude you, we, we spending money i don't understand but we were spending broke. we spent money wisely karen now that is the truth now now that is not baller status you have to be stupid with your money or else you're not a baller that's just i don't know the way we, shit works we didn't get stupid now yeah we was reasonably um balling yeah i, I hit kim shoot crazy up last night talking about her mama like I'm going to be talking about this girl's mama until I don't feel like talking about her mama no more. Matter of fact, let's all talk about her mama right now, shall we? Let's send oh, Lord. Kim Shoe Crazy a message right now. Uh, what's, what's her? Your mama is so internet savvy. Oh, Lord. That she knows not to put her government name on twitter that's a smart mama step your game up <laughs> so yeah we just you know i like to remind her about her mama every day um because you know apparently i'm not black and i'm not a baller i have plenty of time on my hands to do shit like this um but yeah anyway so kim she crazy she was part of it um but we sat down on the first day there and we was like all right man we're here mm-hmm. let's go out and and do some stuff um i forgot what we did the first day other than uh did we did we go out to eat the first night yeah we mm-hmm. went out okay so we went out to this place we went downtown we, karen asked like everybody from charleston on twitter 
Way to go eat. I asked uh, uh, my main person, shout out to Miss Music Lover. Girl, I go out to eat with your ass anytime. Because that woman know how to eat. And we went to some sushi. You remember the name of the sushi place downtown? Tsunamis. Tsunamis. Oh, my goodness. It was delicious. Mm. And the thing about it is that you can tell that we was near the ocean. Because there's a difference between you getting food from the ocean and you getting food, like, shipped here to Charlotte. I didn't yeah. realize it was such a huge difference. Well, it was, it was sushi. So everybody knows that's fish, right? Mm-hmm. And we were out there, baller status, you know, fake balling. A fake balling. Using our debit card for everything. <laughs> um, but nah, we were, I was like, uh, you know, while we're here, let's order a bunch of rolls. Um, because it was one of those, um, it was a nice sushi place, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit upscale or whatever in the middle of downtown. So I was like, let's order some, you know, let's order some let's nice just, rolls. Yes. You know, um, rolls as big as your arm, dog. Yeah. That, and we didn't realize the day was that huge. Yes. And, and, and the thing about it, it was, it was funny that we were sitting there and the dude was, uh, over there preparing it. He was working hard. I, I'm, I thought he was like, constr- he beat on, he was working so hard. I thought that he was like constructing a building. Cause one thing I heard, do, 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 do. Then this thing I was like, nah, nah. then this thing I was like, psh, psh. like he was, um, mm-hmm. torching it and shit. I was like, what the hell is he doing yeah, over there? He, I look back, he was torching it. He yes. A, he had a torch. Blow torch. Yeah, he had a torch that he blackened the tuna with. I've never seen that. And we eat sushi all the time in Charlotte. Yes. I've never seen that. We actually tipped that dude working behind the counter just because that was crazy yeah because i looked at roger i was like give me your cash son i was like because most places we don't tip but it's one of those things where i was like you know what he he worked so hard he sweated so hard Uh, looked like he should have had a construction cap when he was back there working so hard trying to put the rolls together i was like tip this man plus i didn't know those rolls were gonna be that huge we also had we also had an appetizer called seafood explosion Oh, and it's exactly what it says is like seafood just exploded on your plate. Uh, it's just chopped up see like different types of seafood. Uh, had octopus for the first, for the first time. Oh, y'all, for those of you who have never tried octopus, it is delicious. Mm-hmm. You can even see the suckers on the tentacle. I took a picture of it. Yes. It, it was delicious. It was awesome. And something else I found out while I was there, I was like, yeah, let me get some sake. And that dude looked at me and he said the magic word I had never heard before in my life. Mm-hmm. He was like, you want flavor sake? And I looked at him and my eyes lit up like a kid in the candy store. I didn't know you could get flavor sake. I said, flavor sake? He was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I think the first one I ordered was like strawberry or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the second one we ordered was like apple. Yeah, apple was like Oh, my goodness. It tastes like Jolly Ranchers. And I looked at Roderick, I was like, um, why we never heard no flavor sake? I know, and it was different colors and stuff, and I feel like, I don't know if they were putting snaps in there, I don't know what they I don't were know, doing. but it was delicious in that sake. But it made me have so much more respect for Deidre, um, Miss Music Lover, cause mm-hmm. she moved from Charleston to Atlanta, and, and I was like, that food, how, how I don't can know, you leave? how can you leave? Yeah, how, how could you possibly think about leaving? With that kind of food just down there. And it, and I mean, our meal was still cheap. Like we bought all that shit. We drank all those drinks and I think we still didn't spend $60, mm-hmm. you know, not including the tip, but I don't think we spent $60 in that place just on the food. And we got like four, four rolls, uh, appetizer and drinks and shit. So, um, and, and the thing, the thing about it is that the rolls was like, 
two to three times some of the sizes of the rolls here, yeah. but it was the same cost. And yeah. I think that's why we ordered so many, because I was like, you know what? Well, I just wanted to try something of everything, honestly. Yes. So it wasn't like, I was just like, you know, even if we just throw this shit away at the end of the day, I'd rather say I tried it, you know? But no, that came back to the house, because since we was bowling, the room had a fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't come all the way back to the house, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> you ate it yeah uh well not just that but some of it i threw out we left some of the sushi in charleston care okay i didn't know my bad uh but uh yeah so we you know we we went there and then we were walking you know back to the car and we passed this place called max which is like a bar and they uh, were having no she said it was wet willies wet willies mm-hmm. or was it max no it was max that we walked into okay at least that's what my credit card receipt says you know oh, what I'm saying? <laughs> my bad bowling brocation so we walked in there um because they were having a comedy show mm-hmm. and it was uh amateur i guess stand-up comedy um so we walked in and we're like you know we're walking by we heard the speakers on the street and i said you know what let's go in and watch it you know it's like fuck it this is what you do on vacation yeah why not i don't want the night to be over yet you know um so we walk up in there and take a seat and have a couple more drinks and watching them talk about you know all kinds of stuff about uh you know different stand-up and um everybody was pretty much terrible um mm-hmm. the mic kept cutting out it felt like people jokes were half formed they weren't completely developed yet. they like they was working on them or, or, or combing their skills right right so it was just one of those things where uh, most of the jo- jokes weren't that great. Uh, the last dude that went, I thought was great. Yeah, Vince, la- Vince Farbra. Yeah, the last dude we could tell was very, very polished and he had like, you know, done this before. And it was funny, like his mic kept cutting out. Mm-hmm. But because he's such a professional comedian, he even made his mic cutting out funny and part of his skit. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing. The mic was terrible. And it was one of the, the mic kept cutting out in the middle of punchlines too. And everybody knows about stand up. It's very rhythmic. It's very, you know, it's, 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 it's like setup, setup, punchline. You know, sometimes, uh, some of the setup, you can't miss it. So like, you know, it, it's like dudes were setting up their punchlines and then the mic was just giving them silence. It was like, and I was laughing at that because I like, one, I kind of like people bombing. I like to watch comedians bomb and how to recover from it or not recover that's or yes or not recover uh and i also like the awkwardness of that mic not working and watching that dude try to figure out how to get that mic get the mic to work that was good uh so i was having a grand old time just just cracking up laughing at these yes dudes. and the last dude that went was so hilarious it's like he actually made it a part of his routine but you can tell that he was pissed because he took the mic and he like shook it and like screamed at it but it was just so funny with him doing that. I was like, man, I know he's fucking pissed, but this is goddamn funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was the thing that I was cracking up about was, uh, and then, uh, the black dude went up there and he was doing jokes about his wife and being from like Iowa or something. Um, and, uh, oh, and then they offer other people to come up and do stand up, oh. like do a joke. There's mm-hmm. like, if you do a joke, we give you a twenty five dollar gift certificate to some adult store in the area, mm-hmm. and uh, uh-huh. nobody got up the first time. Uh, I thought about it for a second, but then I was like, "Nah, I'm on vacation." Um, and uh, finally, like they asked again at the end of the show, and then like the table in front of us, which was wild as hell and drunk. Oh, they was lit. They decided to go up, and he said, "If you have a 
tattoo embarrassing tattoo or tell a joke we'll give you a 25 dollar gift certificate so now everybody got hype about it right mm-hmm. suddenly everybody like all of the people at this table like i want this gift the whole crew so the guy was like we only have one gift certificate but you guys can <laughs> split it yep so the embarrassing tattoo because they had an embarrassing tattoo and a joke at this table mm-hmm. the embarrassing tattoo was a batman tramp stamp in the middle of this dude's back yes i was like that is the worst tattoo i've ever seen in my life ain't that the truth a batman tramp it was just a batman symbol like what is the point of that yeah he was fucked up and was like yeah it's a good idea if i get me a batman tattoo you want one yeah, yeah. like I'm that was know. a bad idea son uh maybe he's gonna have sex with a gay nerd I don't like, I know. I love Batman. This is perfect. Um, another dude had a tattoo of a leprechaun on his ass cheek. Yes, he did. Wouldn't it fight shot fighting Irish? Yeah, the fighting Irish, I think. I don't know. I wasn't looking that close. And then the other, and then his friend told a joke that somebody guessed the punchline to halfway through the joke. So. Yes, they did. Cause it was like, what do you call such and such? And the person that yelled out the answer, he's like, yep, that, that's right. Um, but they end up splitting the thing and we end up leaving after that. But, um, it was pretty cool, man. Um, I enjoyed the, the stand up. This, but watching people bomb is the best. And watching people try to figure out what's funny and what's not. not yeah. It's so good, you know, just cause they, cause it crafts the comedian and some people make it and some people like, fuck it. I, and I like watching them fail. But like, that's a part of comedy. Like, I don't think people feel but part of comedy is just going in there and just stinking and bombing it up. That's part of comedy. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just love the idea of, like, one joke starts working and they feel like, okay, I'm turning the tide. And then the next joke bomb and they're just like, fuck, back to zero. Yeah, and what was so funny is it was basically with the black dude. He was telling, like, nigger jokes and stuff. And yeah. I think everybody in there was white except for us and him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, there was a couple other black people okay. I saw him. But even still, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it, because it's, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with telling nigger jokes. But you have, when you tell jokes like that, you have really got to master the craft of it. Are you delivering it where it's funny and people feel okay to laugh? Yeah um and he was not good at it also another thing that was awesome uh the next day i said hey let's go see some charleston karen mm-hmm. we come down here several times before we haven't really got to see the place like Mm-mm. i want to um and uh i was in love with this city already but i was like let's do this you know we went to the old slave museum mm-hmm. and we were walking down uh well no first we drove around uh, I was driving my car, and then at some point, we got on some cobblestones on the road. Man, I ain't never been on cobblestone in my life. It felt like construction work. They call it like, do 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 I was like, what the hell is we driving on? Right. And I said, um, fuck no. This ain't cool. Let me park this car somewhere. Fuck so your suspension up. You fucking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing more than two miles an hour on cobblestone. No. And, uh, you know, I love this new car. I don't want to have to get back and be like, yeah, your suspension is dead. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Driving on cobblestones? You stupid motherfucker. That's for horses. You know, apparently it is. So I said, okay, let's park this joint. Uh, we parked the car and we get, uh, you know, uh, also the people at the parking lot attendant, um they it was like the weirdest scummiest 
dudes on the planet yeah that dudes was the worst when i mean i know it's hot out there it's charleston it's the hottest day of the year yes they're we, just sucking water and trying to stay alive in this hot heat you know but it was just one of those moments where it's like the dude's like i'll park your car and i'm looking at him and i'm like nigga you sweaty as fuck yes you don't sit your ass your your nasty sweaty ass in my seats yeah so uh he actually was like well you could park your car and i parked it uh in the space and stuff and uh he was like uh gave us a ticket or whatever and was like uh you want your key? i was like you want my keys he's like nah you got it or whatever so we head out yeah because he was like you got any cash because that's what he yeah because he wanted like 20 what was ten dollars to park to yeah. the cash mm-hmm. or whatever yeah so i was like all right i had to go to the atm and get some cash for you guys not a problem so we hit the streets right we're like mm-hmm. You know, we're taking pictures and shit, you know, uh, everything around us. It's like uh, beautiful, opulent churches, like churches that are so old school, decadent and like beautiful and uh, just opulent that. I mean, you ever see a church that looks so good? Your first thought is I know those choir boys are getting the shit raped out of them because it's so good yeah, like it's such know, a beautiful they, church you know they getting poked with the steeple and the steeple if you know what i mean right yeah it's shout no, out to the altar boys like the church is so decadent there's no way they're not raping those kids i'm sorry but it crossed the line where the church is too good some churches you like this church ain't doing that well they probably haven't got the kid touching yet because they still could be taken down but when a church is just so it's like it looked like i should have climbed that shit and got my eagle vision and then i would have had <laughs> yes i would have had a map of the place and jumped down into a bell of hay and, and, and then so the gods would quit following you yeah and then kill somebody like that's how it looked it, was, it did it was beautiful it was crazy man but um so we saw all kinds of beautiful architecture and churches and stuff oh yeah and uh mm-hmm. what uh when we was talking about it was so hot we was like let's go get some gatorade yeah it was so hot so yeah uh, uh, yeah we so this is us walking around charleston right so we're looking for the old slave museum right and i've been there before when i was uh younger and and stuff but i was like karen i want you to come see it you know you should check it out too so we go to the old slave i mean we're walking towards the old slave museum and we're a little lost and i was like you know what we need to go to an atm anyway Mm-hmm. and we need we should get something to drink because it's the hottest day in charleston out here yes and uh we should probably you know make sure we're hydrated so uh and you don't want to get the water and the shit from street vendor because those street vendors charge you out the watusi yes for some water there's like, some water 15 dollars what nigga what all i got is a cup and some ice right and we didn't have any cash on us so i was like all right let's just head in so we see a convenience store on the corner and the name of the convenience store was little cricket yeah and L- by little spell how you spell little karen l i i think it was l i apostrophe l yes yes little cricket like lil wayne and i said huh that looks like we will see some interesting uh characters lo- local characters in there let's go um and it was quite hood as you would imagine of course a little cricket to be We're so hood so we got two gatorades i was about to go to the atm but there was so many dis- there was so many disenfranchised uh folks just standing around looking like they were hoping i would pay with cash that i was like i better not get cash out of this atm because somebody gonna be like uh can i borrow 20 dollars of that you know so i was like no uh, no you don't understand can i borrow 
twenty dollars right. of give that. Me, give yeah. me twenty dollars. I ain't trying to hear that. So I was like, nah, let's uh get the cash somewhere less conspicuous, like a bank. Um, and we started walking, man, and we walked to the slave mart, uh, to the old slave museum. Um, and as soon as we walked in there, you know, there's like this big uh, arch over the door and it says like old slave museum or something like that. Yes. And so we walked in, uh, there was a nice black woman who was running everything. Kind of remind me of Yana Van Zandt. I know. Right. Um, and she was she, like, shh, shh, shh. some mm-hmm. kids came in and she was like, your inside voice children like she was a, you, you, I don't know if she came from the library or what but she was like shh, 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 kids yeah she said be quiet master gonna hear y'all and I said what yeah um, <laughs> but yes you know she was she was like I'll take care of you guys in one second and a ticket for the, the slave museum is uh seven dollars a piece or something like that so I gave her the money and stuff and um you know she's like uh you can't take your drinks in there so I had to leave uh my Gatorade um out there at the counter um and she said i will give you guys a speech in a second to let you guys know uh about you know so you can all go in together because it's like a bunch of people waiting to go in and it was like all black people in the room and then like a couple white people walked in late and i kind of looked at them like hmm y'all need to see this too huh but uh <laughs> but uh anyway we they were there everybody was there so she gave a speech about you know this this was a auction house it was an alley they put a roof on it and by the way and we'll get to it later i'm sure but that's one of the most beautiful things about charleston Mm -hmm. is that the city has been fucked up so many times they are masters of ingenuity of just building around old shit yes and the history is so rich and storied and you can look at the buildings and tell like y'all niggas really just put a roof over an alley Mm-hmm. you know something like that we like and then turn it into a building all right well i feel you um yeah so, and, and also they're like you know what fuck it and at the end of the day we can't hide it it's part of our history it's part of our culture we make money from people coming to see this shit why the fuck would we tear it down right so this was just one of many marts uh, and like private she auctions. She said 40 throughout the whole city of Charleston. Okay. Many 40 uh, private auction houses that they used to sell slaves from. Uh, the public selling of slaves was actually like banned uh, a long time, like before this in Charleston. And then, um, then they started private selling slaves. So um, basically you were able to, you know, buy, slaves but you just had couldn't do it out in public um that people found it unseemly and shit like that so it was like all right you go to this private auction house and also it was for people with a lot of money you know broke niggas wasn't buying slaves man unfortunately mm-hmm. so uh to you know if you could afford a slave you had to go to these private joints and be like let me bid on some slaves today um so like she's telling us about that and that this used to be the full alley like and if you were if you're there like the alley is a block long and to mm-hmm. think like slaves all up throughout here just people walking through um and so we walked through and uh the exhibit and the exhibit is basically a lot of reading mm-hmm. okay uh there's no tour guide there's Mm-mm. you know it's a very small shop just imagine like a small Barnes and nobles upstairs and downstairs and then you walk out like it's not a huge exhibit but there's a lot of reading so you learn a lot if if you're into reading yes uh so we were reading all the you know different things and different facts and stuff and 
like karen what 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 facts did you find interesting or you know where it would anything stuck out at you there was there was several things i think to me the thing that stuck out the most about me because you hear about slavery and i don't know about any of y'all but you know down south i've talk to my great 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 aunts and uncles in the 80s and 90s and hundreds you know some of them have died some you know back when people didn't have birth certificates and shit like that you know born by midwives so you would sit and listen to them you know basically tell you literally tell you stories about slavery mm-hmm. and you look kids you disregard that shit you think ah nigga i'm free and you honestly that's how kids is fucking right now I'm free, and you you know you do the watusi, and you walk away because you think they're just talking some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Until you actually walk in here, and you begin to see the I don't know how they did this, but the actual chains that slaves wore. Mm-hmm. When you begin to see actual documentation, actual paperwork, they had one wall that literally said between the time from like zero to like eighty or ninety the cost of a slave. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if, 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 if you're between this age and this age, this is how much you went for. And it was like, the younger you are, the cheaper you were, the older you were, the cheaper you were. Mm-hmm. You will probably, uh, you, you, they got more bang for the buck about the twenties to thirties, you know, yeah. maybe forties at, at and the some latest. Of the, some of the calls were actually pretty expensive. Yeah. $2,000, $3,000. And like, this is in like, you know, 19, early 1900s, uh, 1800s. Uh, late 1800s type money like and so you know back then that was like a million dollars i mean not like compared to for today that would be like spending equivalent to like a million dollars like that, I don't know that was a lot was a of million. money I, don't, I mean i mean because you don't know the equivalent of two thousand being a million dollars. oh i'm just making it up okay. but it was but, a lot though but but j- just saying for the time frame that right there is a lot of money yeah. for that time like for yeah. them to be able to do something like that would, would be equivalent to somebody our, our, day, our day going here's a million dollars for a slave mm. um those like i said i'm making those numbers up so don't take my word yeah. for this it was, but, it was a lot yes no, it was a lot that's all that really needs to be conveyed it was a lot yes we don't know the exact configuration no we don't but it was two thousand uh nineteen twenties dollars you know what i mean yeah or or eighteen hundred dollars so it's a lot uh for some for different versions of slaves like your strong slapping uh strapping uh field negroes were considered a different amount you know uh women were considered a different amount kids different amount old people different amount certain skills you know like i they would like they actually had these badges and stuff they gave slaves where your slave could go out and work as like a mechanic and you get the money that that slave earns with his skills as a mechanic so you would want certain slaves to be skilled so you could send them out to do work you know they were profit earning investments um to a lot of these places um also i think one of the things you learn is that the treatment of slaves was i mean obviously it's fucked up but it was more humane than some of the depictions i guess because it was your money you know, it would be like beating your your horse to death or like uh killing your car or something like that, where it's like, I'm now fucking with my own money mm-hmm. by doing this. So there was a lot of stuff where there's not a heavy emphasis on discipline and beating and stuff. Not that those things didn't happen, but it was like, um, yeah, if I want to resell this slave, they're going to look at the whips on his back and be like, oh, this slave's undisciplined. You constantly have to beat him. 
why the fuck would i buy a slave that is constantly you know fucking up yeah and also uh something else that i found interesting was the fact that they would brand them like cattle um they would get branded when they when they initially got the slaves like the people that um actually put the slaves on the boat and then they would get branded again once they got bought yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. and, and they and uh one of the um boys talked about the transition between between the people who actually bought this the people who actually found the slaves the people who actually bought the slaves and the people who actually owned the slaves mm-hmm. like they went through the transition amongst each amongst you know those three people and you know they talked about uh how where the slaves came from what part of africa they came from and you know they talked about the people that put the slaves on the boats they said most of those people were grimy but they said some of those people were also very rich that's why a lot of those people did it because they made a lot of money off of you know bringing them there and selling them and things like that And they talked about a lot of the owners and something another fact that i thought was shocking they said that three percent of the white population owned 97 percent of all slaves which makes sense you know what i mean because we saw those prices mm-hmm. you know i think because the, the average person average white person couldn't afford that right and then because of politics and stuff some of the richest people in the south owned slaves because they were rich so those rich people also got into politics mm-hmm. so it was like at one point they said something like the governor for south carolina also owned the most slaves in south carolina I, I believe that so it's like of course they were anti you know uh the 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 north northerners coming in and saying there's you know no more slavery or you know we need to abolish this shit they were like fuck no you know um and they were so rich off of that money as a as a city and a country because basically the way that charleston made peace with everybody because they were a port so obviously they there's pirates there's other nations that still kind of want to attack America or take America back, depending on which nations they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also just, you know, your indigenous Americans that are like, why the fuck are y'all taking our land? Charleston basically got rich through trading, you know? Yep. It was like, hey, we got the slave trade. We got, we give, we, we take slaves in from other places. We sell the things that say slaves are able to help us produce cotton and, rice and these things to other places and then those places are now cool with us because mm-hmm. like oh fuck y'all oh wait y'all got y'all got cotton mm, okay we'll take some cheap cotton and not blow y'all city up yep um so they basically got so rich and high and mighty off of that shit that you know the state of south carolina was on some like man fuck uh fuck the united states government we balling bitch ain't that the truth you know we ain't on brocation we rich so um that was that thing that was that part of it uh well, the things i thought were interesting um was to me the selling of the slaves and like yeah. how they treated them like carmax yeah you know, like you get a slave in and it's like yo wash them grease them up dye their beards get dye their hair um you know you want to feed them certain diets get them working out you want to make them talk a certain way you want when people you want them to feel like they want to be bought and they would put ads in the paper for the slaves and then it's up to that slave to convince the person looking at them that that, that the ad is accurate so if you say hey old james can speak english and uh very well he can also um i don't know he could also uh he's a mechanic too and he's very nice and sociable so if i bring you over to this you know my slave that i'm trying to sell and that slave's a dick 
now i can't sell him nope and you ruined your reputation right and 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 now and now people think i'm lying mm-hmm. you know it's like if you say hey my car is brand new blah 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 and then someone gets in the car and the check engine light comes on yeah now they don't want to buy the car nope you know now they think you're a liar like i don't what about the rest of the cars on the lot right so i thought that was interesting and then um there was some letters like personal letters that people wrote mm-hmm. where it was like you know so-and-so is has been acting a certain way because he doesn't want to be sold or he won't you know do what he's supposed to do and it's messing up his value yep. how do i get this slave to do what he's supposed to do and also some slaves that will actually write certain white people's like hey i want you to buy me because i know you treat your slaves well right i know we're friends you know i'll take care of your kids i'll do whatever it takes just you know please buy me and stuff like that and you know and and these were like handwritten letters and shit which kind of was um which was kind of funny because you know a lot of people were like reading is a negative thing slaves weren't allowed to read but you know a lot of these slaves were writing and reading letters so you know that must have also been a skill for some slaves too you know mm-hmm. must have been a selling point to some people it's like cool you can read and write good you know um so that was part of it another thing that was i thought was interesting was when they talked about um for slaves that bought their freedom tried to buy their family freedom all this stuff but then like every once in a while um oh well not once in a while there was a law passed in south carolina during the civil war where they were like um it doesn't matter if you're freed or not if you black and you in south carolina you a slave and they could just take you and put you back in slavery wow so a lot of black people moved all the way to canada like they were just like get your shit we going to canada i'm not about to be a slave again nope i'm free and i refuse to go back right they was like we don't give a fuck about your papers boy you know and also it puts a different spin on thing when you think about three percent of people owning all the slaves yep so when they say stuff like well slaves kind of freed themselves it kind of would make sense because it's like yeah man um we out yeah and there's not too much you can do because it's only three percent of y'all which means the average white person's like okay yeah y'all free like like they're not gonna bother y'all they're not gonna beat you um they're not they're like okay we just got niggas running around here oh well yeah, like, we definitely outnumber y'all. Yeah, so, so like I said, the average person is going to let them run free because they're like, I'm not trying to get beat up. Yeah, well, just, you know, like, it, you got other things to worry about when Sherman is burning down shit or whatever. Ain't like that I don't the know. truth. Well, uh, but, uh, so, yeah, that was crazy. Um, And then uh after we did that, we saw all these, like, horses carrying people around. Everywhere. On these, on these buggies and stuff. And we were like, man, we should get on one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to, we got directions to Market Square. Um, uh, the, and the mark, and the Market Street has a market on it. Like, mm-hmm. everything in Charleston is named exactly Whatever, what the it, fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, th- yeah, like, th- th- Church th- Street. It's got seven churches, churches on it. it. Broad know? Street is the broadest street in the city. Right, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was not, they, they was not complex with the names. Right. Like, luckily, none of these, uh, companies and corporations were around back in the day. Or it really would be, Charleston would be like, Wing Zone Street. <laughs> Bank of America Road. Right. But, uh, so we, um, you know, we drive, we go over to Market Street or whatever, park, uh, park over there. Oh, wait, we found an ATM. So that yes. was cool. Got our car back. Um, and, uh, we, we drive over to Market Street or whatever. And we were like, uh, cool. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's go take a little horse and carriage ride with, some other tourists and go on a tour of charlotte uh charleston mm-hmm. so we hop in um first of all it was cool because 
they give you a little ticket and it's like hey do you have a certain time that you want to go on this tour i'm like we'll go whenever y'all are ready for us the fastest the better it's two of us no problem they say okay cool um here's a little ticket thing we show up and you're supposed to pay with your ticket first and then you get in line to get on a ride mm-hmm. man we got that there was some lady she was about that that business that baby she was like look i called somebody they ain't show up y'all got two they had to fuck them y'all can we y'all pay for y'all get off right she just put us on we didn't pay for shit mm-hmm. i was like wow um so we go on this tour man and matt was our tour guy and he was great yes he was and i think to me the best that this might sound silly the best part of the whole trip with the horses they had two horses called hit and run Mm-hmm. And before we took off, he was like, hey, I'm going to let y'all know, these two horses called Hint Run. Y'all, they snap and bite at each other the whole trip. I'm just letting y'all know that. But when we separate them, they cry like bitches. So we got to keep them together because if we don't, we got to deal with them crying. Yeah, they were brothers and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, Hit and Run were cool. They were fighting each other and stuff, trying to bite each other. Yeah, because like, we'll be stopped. All of a sudden, you'll feel it rocking because they be like, I was like, what the hell are these horses doing at each other? Yeah, uh, but matt was cool we went on the tour um and apparently in charleston on these tours they like you know because it's such a visitor city they give you like three different zones that you can do the city of charleston actually like is they're the ones who divvy it out mm-hmm. um of course for a fee to the company you know they charge you they take a certain amount per per, I think per they said like 25 cent a person or something 25 cent for kids 50 for adults okay um, so we got into the zone we're just riding around and he's pointing out different churches mm-hmm. all this history like they were there's a like they've had two earthquakes a bunch of fires a bunch of fires like one that pretty much leveled the city to the ground and they don't even know necessarily what caused it some people think it was unionists like shit like that um and they were showing us like where which houses would survive the fires mm-hmm. and which ones didn't mm-hmm. um the years cool. they was made like when he referred to houses he was like that's pre-revolutionary that's post-revolutionary and, yeah. and i guess for some of these homes they've actually uh been passed down for like generation to generation to generation so like he was saying at one time he was talking about some house and the man across the street came oh i was here when that house got built back in 1997 <laughs> Mm-hmm. i was like yeah. wow uh but also like they had certain things like there was a uh, houses where they have wooden fences on top of brick mm-hmm. and that is called a badge of honor because families that live in those houses gave their iron fences to the confederate army so that they could use it for artillery and stuff because they needed iron and then later after the war was over, they put wood on top of those because you couldn't afford the iron anymore. Um, and that's called a badge of honor. Like that family gave up their fence so that, you know, the soldiers would have, you know, weapons. Yes. And something else I think, I don't remember the dude's name, but it was like a famous um, jazz musician. He was a slave. He like bought a house down there. And like one of the houses, he like got a bunch of uh, uh, orphans in charleston mm-hmm. and like they would tour around the oh yeah city okay first of all didn't that used to be like a marine hospital for yeah, yes it did then it was an orphanage because he bought it um and he trained those kids to because he played jazz he played these he, he, he trained those kids to to perform Mm-hmm. um and many of them went on to like work with acclaimed artists and all that yeah, stuff they toured around the city mm-hmm. i and, mean around the world i'm sorry yeah and one 
performance they said apparently was so crazy the audience is dancing they were dancing the kids doing encores all this stuff and someone asked them what's the name of this dance you guys are doing and they didn't have a name for the dance so they just named it after where they were from and that's where the name the charleston comes from Mm -hmm. for that dance so that was a cool little piece of history um i enjoyed all the stuff he said about slavery Mm -hmm. and inhumane treatment of prisoners and shit because the tour was just me and Karen with only black people on this this cart. Yes. And I appreciated Matt for not pulling no punches, man. And, and you know what? And one thing I can say I like about Matt, he was straight up friends. I'm going to tell you right now, our history is not pretty. He was, he was basically, it is what it is. Like, you know, he was like, the city is not covering it. I can't cover it. Mm-hmm. You know, people come take these tours, but it's the reality of the city, mm-hmm. you know, and... I feel like he wouldn't have been a good guy. He wouldn't have been a good guy if he tried to cover something up. Like we went, we went past one old prison mm-hmm. that uh, your years ago the average uh, expected time of life in that prison was a month. Yeah. Okay. So that was, all right. Hold on. We'll get to that in a second. But okay. I appreciate that he didn't skirt go over like like he talked about prohibition mm-hmm. um, and how they had speakeasies here and how they would uh a speakeasy yeah speakeasy you don't remember this part where he said they had speakeasies um in charleston because you weren't you know prohibition meant you weren't allowed to drink alcohol okay i didn't know that was that's what it was called but yes right so he would call they would say like one of them was called the blind tiger or something Mm -hmm. and you would go to the bar and you would say i want to see the blind tiger and say okay well we can't um sell you alcohol but you can buy a ticket to see the blind tiger how many times do you want to see the blind tiger and you go oh, i want to see the blind tiger uh once or twice you walk inside there's no blind tiger the guy did not own a blind blind tiger <laughs> but to compensate you for wanting to see the blind tiger they give you a drink mm-hmm. so you buy two tickets two drinks three tickets three drinks you know like that um so that was a workaround it's just funny the you know the things they did is um but uh so they talked about prohibition they talked about slavery they talked about piracy mm-hmm. they talked about um you know the in- inhumane prison conditions they talked about like um for the prison that they were talking about the thing that was the craziest to me was i now Karen said life expectancy was 30 days mm-hmm. at one point um like hundreds of prisoners were dying um left and right so many were dying they just had a mass grave, grave where they would just throw these prisoners in a mass grave uh out behind the prison right of mm-hmm. uh, charleston is a city that builds on everything i think he yes, said something like 40 percent of the of the of charleston is just filling like mm-hmm. they filled land in and built you know built more city that way right mm-hmm. so um what they did with those bodies instead of there was no law that you had to exhume these bodies before building there mm-hmm. they built the projects on top of these bodies yes and, the oldest projects one of the oldest projects in the country yeah public housing for was on top of the graves of the, these prisoners yes and it's still public housing yeah like we walked by i looked and i said i know projects that's still the, the projects. projects yes you know and that was crazy it was like it's built on just dead bodies basically mm-hmm. and there's like and that's where obviously that's where they put the black people um uh and so and even the black people there that were slaves like slave quarters or former slave quarters or just poor black people 
they all were a lot of them were immigrants and stuff you know obviously you know coming from um places other than america they weren't born and raised in america yet they painted their ceilings blue because they felt that so, something about the color blue would scare away slaves mm-hmm. i mean scare away dead, uh, dead bodies dead and bodies. ghosts yes so they they were real superstitious like that so a lot of ceilings and and stuff in these houses have blue ceilings right yes uh and also that helps keep away um wasps and hornets and shit from building nests because they won't build a nest on something that looks like the, the sky. sky. So ironically, it also cuts down on that, but yet like that was just an interesting ass detail was just like wow. And and also they give haunted tours of that um prisons to this day and now I guess now it's like a college dormitory or something mm-hmm. like that. I just wouldn't take it. Yeah, I know Karen's too scared cuz you know the ghosts are gonna kill us on the tour. No, they're not, but I'm still not going. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, um, so we uh went on the tour, whatever, that was cool. Um, and like I said, him talking about slavery and how much it, you know, affected so many of the ideas and things that they did in Charleston, piracy, mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was really dope, man. I, I think everybody, if you get a chance, uh she try to go on one of these tours if you go to charleston yes and it's real cool to learn and something else he was talking about that marketplace remember how you said yeah the, the first, old market yeah the the old market street um it's called the slave market mm-hmm. and the biggest rumor or whatever even i heard this when i went there um and i think i heard it from a tour guide was that slaves were sold at the slave market now while there were pens and stuff underneath the um uh the 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 town hall and city like that stuff uh but what 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 really was what the reason it's actually called the slave market is not because slaves were sold there but that's where slaves shopped mm-hmm. so the black it was basically the black market you know mm-hmm. it's like where black people shopped and bought stuff and he said that at one point it was so filthy that basically if you couldn't sell your meat and it started spoiling you just took your meat and threw it into the street. Yep. Can you imagine how because fucking dirty and disgusting that place was a bit? Older because it's fucking hot down there. So I couldn't imagine the heat, the humidity, and it was sit out there for days. Yeah, days. just spoiled meat, you know, and I guess nobody cared because that's what the slave shop, right? But, um, they basically made it clean up. They cleaned it up by making sure that, uh, they passed a law where you could not kill a turkey buzzard. Mm hmm. And they even call turkey buzzards the Charleston Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, sound more historical. Like they, they rename everything. Like they renamed, uh, cockroaches, palmetto bugs. Yes. You know, shit like that. That's what Charleston does. So, um, he, they call this the turkey buzzards, the Charleston Eagles. You can't, it's illegal to harm one. Even to today. Yeah. So when you throw this meat and shit out in the street, and the turkey they- buzzards will land and eat it all. And then that would make it, less smelly and and more clean true true so that was crazy like just that was how they cleaned up the city was no more killing the shit that eats the 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 carcasses and something else and this might not sound minute but something else i thought it was neat because you know it was like you know four you know six to ten of these things that travel i mean the horse and the bucket travel all around the city probably all damn day mm. but it was amazing that the city didn't stink and so i was driving along he waved at a dude and so it's like people that go around they actually wash the street of the piss and shit that the, that the horses do i was like wow 
Like y'all pay somebody? And I guess you would if you if you want the city to continue to be pretty. Well, it's still a tourist stop, you know. That's true. Uh, and then we went to the market where we bought these nice hats. And bought a, yes, I like my hat. Bought a picture, you know, a print for of the city of Charleston, like a little stuff like that. Uh, that was cool. Um, it's basically a big ass flea market, but it was cool, mm-hmm. you know. And then what was crazy about the market though is like for anyone that understands how a flea market work you have a booth you have a space you can keep that and then you give it up after a certain time well the market is so historical and so storied that there is a waiting list to have a spot in the market that is 10 to 15 years Oh, long. Yep. And when people die, they will it to their children. Yes. You will it to your child or you lose the fucking seat in the market. So that's how serious it is just to have a, a booth in the market. And I don't know how much of that shit they're selling, but that's crazy to me. Because, and, and because y'all think, well, most people go to Charleston, most people go to this market. So you have to think for every morning, probably from like 8 a.m. to like, you know, 6 or 7 at night or whatever, people are constantly in there. You constantly got tours. Mm-hmm. They're constantly spending money. Oh, I get it, but it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how much are they selling? Like, is it, you know, what is it, what is it? A booth price right now. Oh, like, probably thousands of dollars. I, I just wonder how they booths. make money, you know? Um, also, later on at night, we went out to the beach. Mm, no, no, no. We went to the beach the last night, didn't we? Yeah, that no, was no. the last night. Okay, yes. Uh, we went to the beach that night. The beach at night is lovely. It was awesome. Yeah, and when we went, we went to the beach, we went late. And so we were yeah, basically night. going to the beach when everybody else was leaving the beach with all their kids and Yeah, shit. it was like 10 o'clock, man. I suggest everybody go to the beach at night. Please. It was still plenty warm, yes, but it wasn't crowded Mm-mm. as much. You know, there's still a lot of people out there, but um, it was nice, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we went and ate at one of the boardwalk restaurants and shit. I'm sure it was overpriced, but whatever. It was, you know, vacation, brocation. So yeah. we had a good time we there. The beach and and we actually had a really really good time. We actually sat on these like white benches or whatever mm-hmm. and like looked i hadn't looked up at the stars and like since i was a child so it was cool just to look up at the stars and just enjoy the surrounding mm-hmm. it was really beautiful i was sad to come back i was with them like i can't stay another day but i know we could and i was like oh we got to go back yeah um so we had a good time at the at the beach that was cool um karen picked out a restaurant that she found on uh what, what was that Yahoo? i would never do that what, how did you find that restaurant off of um what is this spoon urban spoon urban spoon oh i thought you found it because you were looking at some ratings on yelp or something urban spoon that ratings yeah karen found a restaurant with a a bunch of five-star ratings and i was just ready to chill um we were in the hotel room um and we were uh doing some adult things And all of a sudden, I heard a knock at the door. I said, what the fuck is this? I was not happy. And I went and checked out the door, and it was some people coming to fix the air conditioning uh, or just to change out air conditioning. I guess this was just a day where they were changing out all the air conditioning on yeah, the floor. It's hot. They got to shoot them shits work. So then we turned into, like, 15-year-old kids again because we <laughs> were getting dressed all fast. Like, just a minute. Hold on. One second. Um, So we, like, put all our clothes on and shit. 
and um i don't know i mean we're married we can do whatever we want but it feels weird to be like we were just having sex in this room come on in and look at the air conditioning while we're here <laughs> that's his job so we just like uh got our clothes on i didn't and feel left. like waiting for him to change that fucking unit out yeah we just left um and we're like we'll be back we were just heading out anyway what a coincidence don't look at my dick it's hard <laughs> um <laughs> So we left and went to this place that Karen wanted to eat. And I'm, and I'm mad at the 18 black folks that gave this place fucking five stars. Yeah, it was, uh, Karen was not happy at all. And I did feel like it was some normal food that we could have got anywhere. Um, but it was like black owned and all this stuff. So that was cool. But Karen was very pissed. And I was like, you chose this place. You should have just listened to Deidre yes i'm sorry dj i'm so that's the one time i was like well you know they got it it got five stars everybody says good but i think the thing that made me the most upset is the fact that the other places we went to the food was so good mm-hmm. and it was fresh it was fresh at the ocean and i was like nigga i could have got this up the street at the house there is nothing spectacular about this food i'm not doing my happy dance i was like and she act like her sh- the, the way she came she talked like it was the shit i was looking at her like bitch i could have got this from any what the fuck is you talking about no <laughs> i could have made this at the house that's what made, what made me angry I was like shit if i'm gonna be a tourist and spend some money we should have went back down to the marketplace yeah so that was cool we enjoyed it um karen was pissed yes I, I was i was just laughing at karen being pissed because i was like i told you shouldn't have went here because the more and more i thought about it the angry angry i got and when we first pulled up he was like you want to go here i looked and i was like no then i said yes yeah. like fuck i should have listened to my first instinct and should have mm-hmm. went downtown yep uh so we uh got back to the room we were chilling for a while and uh we were like you know what let's go to the beach man you know so we went out that's when we went to the beach that's when we went to the boardwalk restaurant and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want, I was thinking about going to a different restaurant or something, but Karen decided that, uh, the rest of the places look too racist. <laughs> yes. I don't know how she came up with that conclusion or whatever, but I just trusted her instincts as. I started looking around. I was like, mm, nah, nah, let, 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 let's stay close to the car because I don't want to walk up in some, in some boardwalk Billy's bar and they got their rubber fags looking at us going, y'all niggas don't belong here at the beach. Mm-mm. Right. So, um, yeah, we went to the beach and whatever, um, and, uh, ate there, and then that was pretty much it. Oh, we had complimentary breakfast at the hotel. Nah, yes. Man. It was okay. I wasn't a fan. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a fan at all. Uh, should have went out and got breakfast. But it was like, yeah, we- free breakfast, you gotta try it. It's free breakfast. You got, how can you not? All right. Yeah, it so. was not spectacular. Yeah, ne- ne- next time we go, mm-mm. No. but i enjoy it where we stayed man it was like the wingate at Wyndham. it's in north charleston mm-hmm. uh, but it was close to everything yeah at, or at in this at the university of southern charleston mm-hmm. which is in north charleston okay anyway so we were we were there and uh it was cool and um it was uh definitely um uh a good trip to the beach um obviously you know uh well we did get back to the hotel room we took care of business, so I didn't have to go to the beach with blue balls. <laughs> I wasn't sitting around looking like all oh, my pain, but um, it was uh, but that was cool, you know, to be back on the uh, to be back in the city, and uh, we definitely got to go back again, man. Like it was one of those cities where I'm just in love with it, and yeah. I'm sure that 
normal living for most people is not what we experienced because we were touring and we were downtown all the time we were seeing the mm-hmm. sights and that's not something you do every day but and that's true too like if i could just if i was gonna move somewhere else in the united states i would want to move to charleston because it's just so fucking cool and nice and, and it has a good pretty. mix of people mm-hmm. and and something i think something else for me the thing that i really really love about charleston is a fucking tourist city and they roads were like that roads was like hey we got people coming to the beach we got people going downtown it's like when you hit them roads it was mm-hmm. wide open i didn't care what time of the day it was when we hit the highway it was a, it was like a smooth shot we mm-hmm. wouldn't no back up traffic i can't explain it but it and they had like stacks on stacks and stacks of road like you riding and you like got four roads crossing each other going in 18 different directions yeah it's just uh women in sundresses everywhere fellas yes it um, was and it, i got my hat i'm officially an old lady because i got my wide brim white cap so i like mm-hmm. this cap um so yeah i i enjoyed it tremendously man um uh, we'll definitely have to take some more trips now um mm-hmm. but uh it was cool man um so yeah that was charleston uh, a bunch of shit happened while we were in charleston um yeah so, it did you know uh let's talk about some of these things um uh, apparently uh the homie kendrick lamar um dropped a verse that just shook up all the hip hop. I was listening to this while we were actually in Charleston and, uh, I was on my laptop and people were sending this link out. So, uh, I was like, I gotta go hear it. Let me, uh, let me get over to it. Uh, Big Sean's on this song too, but it's Big Sean. So even him spitting probably the hottest verse of his life. It just doesn't matter. Cause you know, Kendrick Lamar went immediately after that and kind of ruined everything. Um, but here, let me just play the verse for Kendrick Lamar real quick. Miscellaneous minds, never explaining the minds. Devilish grin for my alias, aliens, he was fine, peddling sin, thinking maybe when you get old, you realize I'm not gonna fold or demise. I don't smoke crack, motherfucker, I sell it. everything I rap is a quarter piece to your melon. So if you have a relapse, just relax and pop with my disc. Don't you pop me the fucking pill, I'ma pop you, then give you this. Tell Flex to drop a bomb on this shit. So many bombs win the alarm like Vietnam on this shit. So many bombs make Farrakhan think that's a dime in this bitch. One at a time, I line them up and bomb on their mom when she watching the kids. I'm in a destruction mode if the gold exists. I'm in Poland like the Pope. I'm a Muslim on poke. I'm Machiavelli's offspring. I'm the king. The New York, king of the coast. One hand, I juggle them both. The juggernauts all in your juggler. You take me for jokes. Live in the basement, church pews and funeral faces. Cardio bracelets for my women friends. I'm in Vegas. Who the fuck y'all thought it's supposed to be? And Phil Jackson came back, still no coaching me. I'm uncoachable, I'm unsociable. Fuck y'all clubs, fuck y'all bitches. Show Instagram, can gobble these nuts. Gobble a dick up till you hiccup. My big homie corrupt. This the same flow that put the rap game on the crutch. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I see niggas transform like villain Decepticons. Molly's probably turn these niggas to fucking Lindsay Lohan. A bunch of rich ass white girls looking for parties, playing with Barbies. Rest the push before you give them the car key. Judge me to the monarchy. Blessings to Paul McCartney. You call me a black beetle, I'm either that or a Marty. 
all right so kendrick dropped that mm-hmm. and this i saw, like basically this was on big sean's album uh big sean said he could not get the sample cleared so it got dropped from the album okay and um, that's understandable so but kendrick but 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 the verse that kendrick dropped was so good for hip-hop that big sean said i can't not release this okay that's true so he let he leaked it to the people and let everybody hear it um which to me good on him because a lot of other people would have never released as much as big sean stepped his game up um kendrick stole the fucking show um people swear by some jay electronica i never really was a big fan of that dude i don't think i've um, heard anything by him yeah i i think he's kind of uh, overrated but um that they like the verse after after kendrick is jay jay electronica nobody cares nobody cares okay sorry no offense jay or to his fans but let's be honest n- nobody heard anything at the kend at the kendrick rap all i heard was white noise just <laughs> yeah they like everything went blank for a while um so uh he there's been a ton of rappers responding to this and rappers have completely missed the fucking point mm-hmm. like they're writing battle raps they're dissing kendrick lamar and and, and, the, and, I, and I guess just my particular perspective on it is this the people that he was talking about from my understanding none of them most of them did not respond the people that responded none of them have responded that, as of yet that's what i'm saying most of the people that responded are niggas that are whack and niggas nobody listen to and niggas nobody care about i don't know if they were offended they, they wasn't on the list but it's like a lot of like you said they missed the point of rapping it's like when i rap i rap because but how can i explain it when somebody does something like that you say, okay, that was cool, that was hot. If you're going to do something against it, you need to be just as good. Mm-hmm. But like I said, because these niggas are weak, it don't mean nothing and nobody's listening. Yeah, and then he didn't name y'all, so nobody really cares. And That's the reason, right. And the, honestly, the reason he didn't name certain people is because he hasn't worked with them. Not because he's like, you're below me, but he mm-hmm. just didn't work with. Like, all the people he named are actually people, people he respects he wor- and has worked, worked with. with. 
to say that i will work with you guys on a track but at the end of the day i am trying to outshine y'all because it is competition it's kind of like what i say about the podcast where i'm like i will give anybody the format or the 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 forum of the podcast um i hope more and more people get into it i hope more people are serious about it and legitimize it Mm -hmm. but i remember one day people were like well why do you have so many people on this and what about this type of show aren't you worried about that being competition or what about music what if i don't have time and i said everything is competition everything and it's the only way to think about it if you're going to be successful is anything that you're doing that is not the podcast for us is competition. competition. If you're listening to music, if you're um, watching Just TV, listen to your radio. Yeah. If you go to the gym and you say, I would rather put on Spotify than the blackout tips. That's competition. competition. So to me, it's petty and small to even think of another podcast as a competition because that's limiting the scope of what you're able, actually capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I feel like we're friends and cordial with, pretty much every podcast that we come across that is cordial to us um it's still a matter of if someone like says i don't listen to you because i listen to blank podcasts from now on that then it is competition and you're kidding yourself if you don't think it is ain't that true you know it doesn't mean you have to be an asshole about it but to acknowledge that uh when people say i don't listen to ronnie karen i only listen to so-and-so now it's like okay yeah they're a friend of the show and that's cool but that's the nature of competition. Mm-hmm. And we're cool with that. That's, and that's all, a part of business. All Kendrick did was acknowledge that nature. Mm-hmm. And not just on some, I'm a diss you and I'm going to write a verse no. about you. But it was like, I want other people in hip hop to step their projects up. Don't, yes. you know, I'm raising, I'm raising the, the bar, bar. And with Good Kid Mad City, yes. a concept album. Fuck with me. Yes. And so, and, and the thing about it is that so many people, uh, how can I say this? A lot of people back in the day, and I'm pretty sure you have a handful of people, rapped because they love rap. They love the art of rapping. They love mm-hmm. lyricism. They love vocabulary. They love words. They love, you know, being witty or, or whatever form of rap you have. So many people now rap, but they don't have motherfucking skills and they're terrible at it. And a lot of people rap and they don't love the art and the history and R&B. Like, like they, they don't really love that perspective. So mm-hmm. when Kendrick comes out and says something like this, anybody who has any love for rap and love the history of rap, you're like, yes, you, you're kind of taking it back to what the basis of rap used to be versus now niggas worried about facebook and twitter and all these fucking posts versus the content of what you're saying because you're coming at him but motherfucker ain't nobody looking to pan your ass no fucking attention and it's right. one of those things where he's telling the truth raise your bar up step your game up don't come out with these half-ass songs quit coming out with the motherfucking mixtape every 20 minutes that don't nobody goddamn here put a good album together you have a mixtape that's hot and then i come out and listen to your album it's motherfucking trash so it's one of those things where it's like step your game up that's all he's asking and my thing and that one period of time did he come out and tell anybody fuck you and that one period of time did he come out and, 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 and slander anybody or anything like that i really think motherfuckers are just too sensitive when it comes to rapping and a lot of people don't rap out of the art and the love of rapping. Yeah, and I mean, the to me, it's just that you have a competition. That's just what rap is. Yes, it is. If I don't, I don't have unlimited money. I don't have unlimited time. So if I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar, that means I'm not listening to J Cole. That means I'm not listening to Drake at that moment. And if I really like Good Kid, Mad City, I might not listen to another album for months. Sometimes. So yeah, I do that too. 
and the fact and you know what i can tell he views it that way by his the music that he makes you know what i mean the music that he makes is deeply involved and i don't think uh a call to quality in the rap industry is a bad thing me either and i also don't think him airing that out is a bad thing but Mm -hmm. what was funny is that i I remember when i heard it i said the funniest part of this is gonna be see is gonna be seeing which rappers take this shit personal completely miss the point and diss kendrick lamar talk shit about him because they don't understand that what he did and what he said is not about a um a dissing of anybody involved with this Mm -mm. uh but of course people were uh talking shit you know um lupe fiasco dropped uh, and the other thing is people are like getting hype about the names that are dropping shit but i'm gonna be honest nothing i've heard so far even comes close to rivaling what kendrick lamar did in three minutes and some of these dudes are rapping for five and six minutes this is just terrible by themselves and it's just random bars like kendrick's verse had a narrative a point and a subject and it stuck to it for however many bars it was and then ended you know mm-hmm. these people bars are just like i'm gonna drop bars that's what and, i do and the sad part about it honestly are you responding out of competition or are you responding just because you've seen the hype and you want people to come listen to your shit that's what a lot and, of people and, are doing it's very opportunistic yes and, and, and so to me i'm me on the outside looking it's not no sincerity about it you're not trying to raise the bar you're not trying to to, to make your standards better you're yeah. not trying to dig you're not you know writing because me and roger talked about this we talked about battle rapping i mean not battle rapping but um uh well you freestyle rapping and the thing about freestyle rapping nobody free nobody literally freestyles anymore most people have shit that they don't say in public and then go and quote it that's not freestyle and it's one of those things where you know if you really want to do this get a get on the beat freestyle and respond nah, it's, to him but no it, kendrick's verse wasn't a freestyle it's fine to write something to respond to this that's true i understand um but the the point for this is to me is that people are just writing verses that diss Kendrick Lamar over the control beat or just I'm so great at rap over the control beat. Okay, 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 and which is completely different, my bad. Like the proper response to this Kendrick Lamar verse would actually be you making a better rap project I, yes as an album, album a concept with a lot more thought put into it yep rather than you know 72 random unfocused punch lines uh which is what i'm getting from people and it's not raising the discussion or the level of anything in hip-hop and it's in the, it's so many of the people are just being like oh since you didn't name me now i'm about to blah 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 it's like dude that's not the point mm-mm like you like you missed the point dude. he didn't name you work with him he didn't name you make a better song yeah make a better album don't go uh i'm gonna rap over this beat and talk shit about you like there's dudes talking about kendrick lamar is gay and shit there's dudes um talking shit about um you know uh the, the you know dissing him and his and his music and shit it's just like could you have missed the point any further you know yeah because like i said a lot of rapping has has gone away from the foundation of it and it's more about what's popular what's hot coming at you versus the the competition of rapping yeah dudes uh, like people like uh this is a kendrick lamar diss track this a diss i'm dissing him could you be stupider like what a collective fail for the totality of hip-hop for the most part is that dudes 
felt like they need to diss kendrick lamar and not to mention 99 percent of these motherfuckers talking this shit would kill themselves if kendrick lamar hit them up and said hey man i would love to uh to, to do something to have you a feature on my on my album right. i would love for us to work together all these dudes talking this shit uh, I'm, I'm a diss kendrick lamar all of these dudes will be like uh wait a minute what you you want me to put me on an album just stupid man like uh, you know the lupe one to me is the worst because it's really just fucking six minutes of nothing oh, lupe's fucking terrible and, pe- and people were, people are getting excited about the names more than anything else not the names the content man what, what the fuck is he talking about yeah so oh um, mm-hmm uh, I guess we're going to talk about this tomorrow, but we're going to talk about the internet and all that stuff in now tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, we already gone almost an hour and a half and you know, we got to do a couple stories, right? Cool. Uh, another big news, stop and frisk. Um, got, uh, a judge said it violates the rights of New Yorkers. It does. Cause it's obviously biased. Yep. And they got stats and statistics and all this shit tomorrow. It's good for the city. Y'all arresting all the black folks. Uh, uh-uh, it's good for the city. The numbers say y'all arresting all the black folks. So stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be arresting all the black folks and then be like, well, we, we, we want to protect all the white folks from the black folks. Well, you need to, if you're going to do this, do it around the whole city. Yeah. Stop saw, and frisk people downtown. I saw on Twitter, Cal Penn from, uh, uh, what the fuck is, uh, Kumar, Harold and Kumar or the, the, that, those movies. Mm-hmm. I saw he was saying that it shouldn't have been struck down, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, this is what happens when you have that, uh, model minority privilege in america well you really buy into the i'm brown but it don't it ain't the same but it's mm-hmm. like look man you can't be just pulling over and harassing black folks because it make you feel better fuck you ain't that the truth and statistics show that nobody else is getting arrested yeah not even and, arrested and, harassed and Karen. and the harass and the studies show that most of the people you have to let go so y'all not even just, just them not just even just them. not even just most it's like 92 percent of people oh shit what, are what being they, let go what yeah. the fuck is the point of this yeah y'all just inconveniencing their day and tying their fucking time up yeah do you, do you know i'm an american citizen like you're an american citizen don't violate my rights so that you can fucking feel better fuck you um so I'll, i'm glad that the judge struck it down man um find a better way ain't that the truth do your we job have, we have laws on the books that aren't just as simple as racially profiling people we actually have laws for if you suspect something you can pull somebody over and go hey i have a reason to suspect this thing i smell weed on you you appear to be intoxicated uh you uh that looks like you could have a gun there's reasons to pull people over already on the books let's not invent a policy of you're black therefore you're clearly doing something illegal you know so i i yeah i'm not a fan of that shit man um i'm glad they overturned it uh speaking of overturned paula dean goes clear to race discrimination charges in the ex-employees lawsuit yay y'all she's back she's normal everybody give her a job back oh wait a minute it was only thrown out because the woman was white which we told you guys here on the show and the judge decided if lisa jackson being a white woman cannot file a lawsuit on behalf of the begrudged discriminated against parties someone black would have to do it she's not actually uh being uh affected 
but can't she be offended like like don't mm-hmm. we have laws in the book that says hey you said some shit that offended me i got the right to sue you just because this lady's not black does not mean that she didn't feel uncomfortable she wasn't violated in some way shape form or fashion i agree but legally she needs to prove she was discriminated against right uh, that she felt okay, harassed okay you know? okay it's kind of like uh to, to frame it a different way um imagine if you imagine if i was at at, at a job right and i walked in the coffee room or the copy room and i saw some dude grabbing a woman's ass right mm-hmm. and then i filed a sexual harassment lawsuit as a man that was not actually sexually harassed but i witnessed sexual harassment going on i walked in okay. someone's cubicle they had a poster of a chick in a bikini right mm-hmm. and i go hey this is a terrible environment for women to work is sexually discriminatory there's sexual harassment going on i am suing and they were like you're a dude dude i'm like yes but it's not right i'm offended on behalf of women everywhere they'll be like yeah um you have a penis when someone with a vagina comes in here and makes these claims we'll listen but because you weren't actually a person that would have been uh so basically, discriminated basically against they saying you have to be the direct party you can't be an indirect party yeah you have to prove that you were someone who experienced these things in order to say that this place was bad okay like and, they didn't dismiss the uh the bubba's sexual harassment stuff and and, and they shouldn't and i don't think this over i don't think this is over i think some Mm -hmm. of the people who really got harassed is getting ready to say oh okay this is what we doing we came out now we're gonna sue your ass because we actually this actually shit actually happened to us we're coming out now so Mm -hmm. this is not going nowhere yeah we'll see we'll see how the black people treat it because uh the things i've seen from black people that were there a lot of them have been like either uh i'm not suing or they treated us fine because this is an industry where quite honestly you treat it like shit all the time anywhere shit gets racist behind the kitchen anyway yeah people, um, people consider it just acceptable and people are in a certain class and a certain level of expectation that a lot of them don't feel empowered by the legal justice system to even pursue a lawsuit like yeah. that you know yeah, that's, it would have to be like a class action where a bunch of people get together yeah. but even with that you can't guarantee that people would even do it yeah and you like a lot of these people feel like well paula gave me a job you know True. shit like well, it's like was it racist were things fucked up that i had to piss in a different bathroom than white people yeah but miss dean always been nice to me you know shit like that so we'll see where it goes but we will it was thrown out um so everybody can calm down um we also have um uh a, a new you know another one of our segments um fucking with black people <laughs> so let me play the fucking with black people music <laughs> fucking with black people all right so today's fucking with black people comes from abc okay the 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 actual tv station they have their first ever latino bachelor y'all okay venezuelan stud juan pablo galavis okay but he still look white if i'm gonna put a put the article in the chat so you people can see it for yourselves 
Yeah, you still didn't take a chance. He don't have any black features. Uh, Karen, shut up, you black negress. We have addressed your concerns. We have heard you, and we got a Latino bachelor. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We heard you guys complain about how the black woman is always the first to leave. She is. Well, not this time. What? This time when she is the first to leave this time, it will be because a Latino kicked her out, not a white man. Yeah, yeah. You still fucking with black people because he does not have black features. He ain't got no kinky hair. He's not dark toned. I'm not talking about no, tan. I'm talking not, about he needs to be dark. Well, care it's because he's not black. He's Latino. I didn't say he was black. I said black women well, always go home first and that will continue to happen. But this time from a Latino man. So it's different. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. ABC. How many points they get? Uh, I'm going to give them 50 points because one, they're pretending to cater to the Latino community and and address the racial issues that have been going on with the show for a long time. Mm -hmm. Big elephant in the room. Would people even tune in for a black bachelor? No. Would they tune in? For a black bachelorette? No. Right. Uh, Not just that. If his love interest was black. If the dude said, I do like black women and I'm going to keep me a bunch of black women here. Uh, And because I think the viewership of this show pretty much either white people or people that identify heavily with uh, a lot of whiteness and the culture that kind of do want to see and feel like they themselves can be the lady who was chosen or the lady doing the choosing in these shows and if you were to suddenly fill up a room full of white i mean full of black or latino or whatever minority women and those were the main contestants at the end of the show you would lose a lot of people that are either racist or prejudiced that don't really have to think about this because they have not been challenged on it so it's like they i don't think it would be blatant like i'm mad a black woman got picked or i'm mad there's a black bachelor they would just stop but there would be there'll be a lot of i don't understand this bachelor i don't identify with it it's boring now i don't get it i don't see why they're doing it's the same bullshit as before but for some reason it's different because of the color of skin right so you get a lot of that subtle racism so i'm gonna give them 50 for addressing it i appreciate that um thank you guys uh thanks abc for fucking with black people yeah i give them 25 because they he he doesn't have any any real black or latino features uh also um not to be outdone fucking with black people (laughs) fucking with black people russell simmons (laughs) russell simmons said this is the funniest thing he's ever seen ever this is a man that put deaf comedy jam on the air can okay this is the man that made martin lawrence a household name okay and joe torrey um this is a man (laughs) that let dl hewley roast his audiences some of the brightest best black comedic minds came through this man's hands now that's true statement bernie mac chris tucker okay karen mm-hmm. talking people that went on to be somebody mm-hmm. this man and all he would come out and say is thank you god bless you good night that's it 
That's all he was and, saying. And get paid another million dollars. Another million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a skit on his now, like he's trying to rejuvenate the, his new, uh, chan, uh, his new, like, Def Jam, all Def Jam digital YouTube channel. Okay. And it was a skit with Harriet Tubman making a sex tape. Okay. Okay. Um, now how does that sound to you, Can That sounds pretty good. Um, no, I sound like a terrible concept, but is it funny? Cause from what I heard, it was not funny. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you want it to be funny. Um, cause there's nothing wrong if it's funny. Now, if it ain't funny, hey, you gotta deal with the consequences of that. Right. I feel like that, that's a big thing. Uh, some people. Anything can be funny. Some people think that, uh, you know, and this is, I'm gonna do one of the things I've never done before on the show, and hopefully I'll never do it again. But the, they took this video down from everywhere because he apologized. Right? Okay. So then he uses, it uses, um, copyright restrictions to take it down from anyone that posted it but there's only one place that they don't care about copyright restrictions and that's world star hip-hop so for the oh, first shit. time ever <laughs> in the last time a world star hip-hop link will be played on yeah, the show this, yeah but uh this is i'll play some of it this is uh the video of the harriet tubman sex tape you tell me if you think it's funny okay. now you sure this gonna work miss harriet the chance to gain freedoms. Well, I sure hope so. I was tired of all this unpaid, highly skilled labor that I split for. Just that our future children can have no benefits. I still have to deal with racial inequalities. 162 years later, Miss Harriet, make sure you catch it all. Now, that's a slave that is holding a videotape talking to uh, Harriet Tubman, and slave that looks kind of like in the edge of mine get up. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why you're Miss Harriet. And what he said, I ain't gonna leave you hanging. Of course, he did the uh, hanging from a tree um, looking uh, bombing. Wait in the water. Wait in the water. Shit, they coming. He's hiding in the closet with the camera singing Negro Spiritual. I've never seen you be this frisky before. Oh, Massa. All these years I've been acting like I didn't love our special time together. Tonight, that's all gonna be different. So now, Harry Tubman is seducing the white slave owner. Okay. This will be fun for both of us, as long as Mary don't find out. Oh, I was never gonna tell. Who is Harry? Chop it like a yeah, drive, <gasps> drive it like a hot cone. Uh, so then we kind of forward to uh, Massa and uh, Harry Tubman having sex on the bed. Um, with the, obviously from the perspective of this old old timey camera that's allegedly recording all this. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, man. I do. I love you. I love you. I sure do. Mm-hmm. Sure do. And then uh, first he was hitting it. First he was hitting it from the back. Now she's hitting him from the back. Harry, you know I love you. Look, I don't give a damn about what you love. Harriet, why are you speaking like this? Look, nigga, 
This is how it's gonna go. Don't See? mistake my sexual desire for weakness. I will not be spoken to like that by a common slave. Well, Massa, I've got what you white folks like to call leverage. And I'm gonna be telling everybody about your Negro love, including Mary. <laughs> like anyone's gonna believe. Get to work on that railroad, white nigga. So, this is uh, history, the B-size, the alternative version of history, apparently. I guess it was going to be uh, a recurring thing. I don't know, for this Def Jam label they starting. That was terrible. Right. Now, here's the thing. And not funny. It's terrible to me because it's not funny. No. I'm not... I'm actually not offended by this in the least other than it not being, being funny. funny. That's the issue I have. It's not funny. Um, because there is, um, a certain amount of hilarity that you need to, uh, have, um, to justify certain topics. And that's just mm-hmm. a common thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a white, white thing. thing. It's a people thing. It's if you're talking about the Holocaust and it ain't funny, you lose people. If you're talking mm-hmm. about, um, slavery you're gonna lose people, people if it's not funny, funny. You talk about rape you're gonna lose people if it's not funny yes you are that is just the nature of it you know um so he uh, russell simmons apologized because first he said it was the funniest thing he's ever said or uh, ever seen what but he don't know comedy then do he then uh i feel like he kind of had a half-ass apology he says in the whole history of def jam comedy or deaf comedy jam i've never taken down a controversial comedian when my buddies from the NAACP called and asked me to take down a Harriet Tubman video from the All Deaf, Deaf Digital YouTube channel and apologize, I agreed. I'm a very liberal person with thick skin. My first impression of the Harriet Tubman piece was that it was about what one of the actors said in the video, that 162 years later, there's still tremendous injustice. And with Harriet Tubman outwitting the slave master, I thought it was politically correct. Silly me. I can now understand why so many people are upset. I have taken down the video. Lastly, I would never condone violence against women in any form. For all of those I offended, I am sincerely sorry, Russell Simmons um and you know he apologized which to me says i don't know why anybody would even defend this first ain't video. that the truth because one the video is not funny no it's not I, like honestly it says a lot about him that he thought it was funny i don't <laughs> but maybe he was just trying to promote his brand and he knew if he said that he'd get more clicks than not yeah you know it's, it's i don't even believe he thinks the shit is funny like like i don't mean like how can you watch that and go that is hilarious yeah i can't believe nobody just in his crew didn't just go yeah this isn't that funny yeah yeah and you know like i understand that you're trying to do this but it's just not very funny and it's one of those things because of of who he is and his brand i think if it wasn't his brand he wouldn't have retweeted that shit he wouldn't have posted that shit i don't mean no harm like it's connected to him mm-hmm. so it's one of those things but if you tweet it out especially probably with the millions or thousands however many followers he got and people start retweeting the posting and people actually come to this that's what he was hoping people but the shit gotta be funny this was not funny in fact he was probably more shocked that he got outraged about the shit not being funny and people being offended more than he got, ha, 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 that shit was funny. I bet you most people didn't even say that shit was funny. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, most of the people that were upset, it's not even just a black thing about a historical black figure. Mm-mm. People are basically like, um, this dude, it's about rape. Mm-hmm. It's about a woman who's obviously been raped in the past and now she's turned the table on a rapist using a sex tape. But is like I said, it's just not a very funny 
take on the topic mm-hmm. um and it's just very unbelievable and not even in a like well in this funny reality it could happen but like there's no good punchline to it no it's no weediness behind there's no craftiness behind it yeah it's a very simply written thing so yes it is it was funny though because uh like feek blurman uh from black astronauts was all on my timeline being like well black people are so offended by everything black i was like it's not even a black thing it's not funny yeah it's not funny yeah and like do you understand that black people have laughed at our pain more than anybody else? else more than anyone else we are not that overly sensitive to this shit we the Chappelle show talk tackle slavery uh blazing saddles shit how many niggas love django unchained mm-hmm. like it like we are a culture that will laugh at some of the darkest shit in our history because there is gallows humor when you end the gallows all the time right mm-hmm. so to even try to frame it that way was just so fucking irresponsible it's like you know why are we even pretending that somehow other cultures are even above this like uh I, I actually linked him to just five just five of the episodes of family guy that were absolutely taken down and or censored because people were offended and none of these were groups of black people it was jewish people mm-hmm. asian people um they're uh, like they're like gays yeah like there were people that were like i'm offended by this none of them black but somehow only black people are the ones that we're too sensitive like stop singling us out man like that's some real you know it's bullshit man mm-hmm. i just don't agree with it i think mm-hmm. we're like I, I just think and then you know i was like and also what determines importance because you know one i don't even think this thing was trending on twitter but let's say it was a mm-hmm. trending topic on twitter that's not that important look up the no, trending topics not. at any point in time they don't matter ain't that the truth trending tags right now are probably like justin beaver's wig and oh, miley cyrus's yeah wig name and, your favorite favorite yeah, twerk song like come of on course. it's not that big a deal so um but but yeah he apologized and uh there you go it's over with so uh you know wasn't a big deal to me but whatever um all right now we gotta play some guest the race karen That's right. It's time for Guess the Race, the game that's sweeping the nation where everybody gets to hear articles from the show or movie clips and then guess the race of the people involved. Today's contestants will be the chat room. They're the only people playing. We didn't have a guest. So here we go. Let's play Guess (laughs) the Race. All right. Get ready, chat room. Pastor Rodney Wheels was fired from Mount Salem Baptist Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, because he attended a Rick Ross concert. And he was fired because he attended a Rick Ross concert. These niggas trying to hold him back. AmericaPreachers.com reports that Pastor Rodney Wills was just about to reach four years at Mount Salem Baptist Church. He's the youngest pastor to be installed at 26 years old and is now the shortest-term pastor in Mount Salem's 109-year history. On Saturday, Mount Salem voted him out for attending a local Rick Ross concert with a vote 11 to 3. The 14 deacons met at 11 p.m. Saturday night to discuss and come to a conclusion that they did not need his services anymore. Reverend Wills arrived to the church the next day for Sunday morning worship 
and noticed his parking sign was taken down and his name was removed from the door dramatic much jesus guys good grief the deacon even asked another minister from the community to officiate the service that morning he cannot have we cannot have our leaders supporting people of this world who are tearing down the kingdom of god said deacon miles langley according to deacon langley this is not the first time reverend wills has attended a concert while pastoring mount salem man just sounds like the worst episode of amen ever oh clear it is nine months ago after the also ago the deacon met with reverend wills when word was given that to them that in many youth and young adults uh they spotted the past at a Lil wayne concert we know that many saints will have mixed opinions from our actions but this is not how we do things here at mount salem we cannot have a pastor praising the word one minute then praising the lord the next oh the world okay praising the world one minute then praising the lord the next period said deacon langley we want to know what are your thoughts on this according to this article at hiphopnc.com anyway guess the race of pastor will reverend wills the youngest pastor to ever race blacker than the skin under rick ross's titty oh my those sinners won't hold him back charco (laughs) blacker than the depths of deep space i only know black rodney says jump off a ba 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 stray black sheep one who forget to take the mace course on leaving your peeps behind negro the correct answer is black his name sounds like a set of wheels come come on down to the wheels rodney wheels yes rodney wheels i got some wheels for you bling bling all right so everybody got that right you guys uh all deserve a round of applause good job guys good, good job. job all right let's see what else we got we got greenwood south carolina oh snap we close to home today ain't we a man was charged with solicitation of prostitution after he paid for a woman with a roll of quarters for sex oh shit greenwood police said on wednesday that they saw an suv driving very slowly and aimlessly on target Ave, and noticed the passenger was a known prostitute the police stopped the vehicle and spoke to the driver, Larry Collum, 63, who was said he was giving the woman a ride home. After further questioning, police said Collum told him that he had sex with the woman and paid her with a roll of quarters. Ten dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of damn quarters. A roll of quarters. I she, mean, she gonna be tearing that vending machine up at the hotel. I like the idea of him rolling his quarters with the idea of getting some, some prostitute pussy. Secondly, Smart $10 for a hoe? Sir, you are playing games with your life. I ain't, I ain't that the truth. I'm trying to tell you. Step your game up, bro. Step your game up. Ain't no telling what's, what's, what's living in that. Because the way I feel about $10 prostitute pussy is that if I can get it for 10 somebody else done got it for 5 All right, Ain't that the truth. Have mercy. Uh, so guess the race of the people involved in the $10 roll of quarter um prostitution uh scheme Derek says one who forgot on which day was laundry day whitey yeah <laughs> like you know how many rounds of miss pac-man that was that uh, you just gave away a lot now you in jail prostitute is white says evo casper the friendly ghost <laughs> says trojan uh the correct answer is a white woman and a white man they both the same color 
Mm-hmm. White baby. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got here. Um, it's time to already go into the bonus round, okay? Oh, We've snap. been talking for a while. Um, so let's go. That's right. Time for bonus. Guess the race. This is where we go into the bonus rounds where all of the racism is worth double the racism points. Hope our contestants are ready. Hope you guys aren't nervous. Hope y'all are two for two. Let's see how you do in bonus guess the race. Damn, I got kind of jazzy at the end. I don't think I ever played it that long. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's see. This is a article I could play the audio of. Tampa Bay Times. Of course. All right, well, this is not an actual news article. Let me just read it. I know, right? Who are these people that do this? I, I, you know, I'm not going to go on a rant, but goddammit, news site, step your game up. Yeah, put of real Of course, Florida news. would do this. And put real news articles. Yeah, like, if you got a video at the top, don't be a video taken from a cell phone by somebody's sister. Anyway, Michael and Tracy Arnold love to zoom around the rural roads and paths of southeastern Hernando County with horsepower at their fingertips. On Thursday night, authorities said the couple died together in a violent collision between her dirt bike oh, and his shit. all-terrain vehicle on the two-lane road, a short distance from their home. The crash happened about 9.35 on Heyman Road, east of Deepwell Drive, according to the Florida Highway Patrol. Tracy Arnold, 40, was riding her Z, wait, YZ85 Yamaha dirt bike in one direction, while Michael Arnold, 36, was driving, riding a Yamaha Banshee ATV the opposite way. Were they playing chicken? <laughs> the vehicles collided the vehicles collided nearly head on and both riders were thrown from their vehicles and both died at the scene <gasps> neither was wearing a helmet um they must they must have been playing chicken this is quite darwinian fhp sergeant steve gaskin said troopers are still investigated friday that some basic questions remain unanswered like why the fuck they were doing that Ain't that true? Investigators had not confirmed which direction each of the Arnolds were traveling at the time of the case. Alcohol had not been ruled out as a factor. Toxicology tests were pending. The Arnolds married in 2006. The relationship started perfectly, said Tracy's older brother, Steve Gorn. But the marriage recently had become tumultuous, and they were likely headed for divorce. Damn, maybe they really were trying to play some chicken. And mm-hmm. it's like whoever. I bet you remember me. I bet you whoever win this file for divorce. It was a rocky relationship towards the end, said Gorn, who lived in Port Orange. Um, there, there were also indications the couples had argued before the crash. Text messages Tracy sent to a family member indicated Michael left the house without her. Goren said the family members think Tracy got on the Yamaha at some point and headed west on Heyman Road, perhaps to look for him. The crash happened on a straight stretch of road after the quarter mile west of their Florida style ranch home. The banshee had a headlight and Yamaha did not. Goren said, Gaskin said a street light near the crash site appeared to be working. Gorn said authorities told his sister injuries were most severe on the left side of her body. Michael Arnold's parents, who also live in Deepwell Drive, a man at the house who identified himself as his brother, declined to comment on. Okay. Tracy was born in California, raised in Port Orange. Who cares? Um, so yeah, man, they killed each other kind of by accident, possibly on purpose. 
head-on collision. <laughs> and, you know, accident possibly on purpose. I find this to be very romantic. Like, this is the way I want me and you to go out. Cause it's say to a death do us part. <laughs> so if ever we start giving, talking about divorce and having all these problems, mm-hmm. I say we go buy us a couple dirt bikes, Mm-mm. head towards each other in the dark, Mm-mm. and just kill ourselves instantly, Karen. Cause that's, Mm-mm. if I, I don't, if I can't be with you, I don't want to go on. You know, I'd rather just die. And I think you should have to, too, at the same time. How <laughs> you gonna make that decision for me? Because till death do his part. That's what it said, Karen. <laughs> it got to come at the same time. No. Uh, guess the race. People in the chat room say Pam from Archer White. Whiter than the cast of the Moonshiners. Extras from Jackass. <laughs> Rom- <laughs> romantic Redneck Roosters. <laughs> oh, the correct answer is white these were white people of course that would do something stupid like this i don't think any uh black people would be as fucking stupid to do this uh tennessee tennessee a tennessee law enforcement officer is facing child pornography charges after investigators discovered the man was using the computer in his police cruiser to search for lewd images of young girls that shit not blocked on a police uh laptop that sits in your car that the state and county and city money is paying for y'all it's, don't block these sites it probably shouldn't be blocked if it's gonna report you i mean you when you go to turn the car back in at the police station they could just keep you you know <laughs> that's true according to a criminal complaint file yesterday like, like that you come in and be like give us your keys and here's your uniform no i got you to no 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 your uniform yeah go for the jail put on this orange uniform mm-hmm. take, take off, off that blue black, one mm-hmm a greenville police department officer discovered that the search history of a web browser for the computer in the patrol car he was assigned to had been used to search for illicit images so he must have been putting something else in he was like uh yeah man can you put in youth organization because we want to help the ymca out and all of a sudden it popped up young bitches like what I don't understand this. Where did these young bitches come from? The the forensic review of the computer hard drive turned up image searches utilizing keywords fifth grade girls. Hard to argue that one. Naked fifth gra- fifth grade mm-hmm. girls. Naked middle school girls. Oh shit. Young puffy nipples. Now that could be a good rapper. Oh. Uh, young puffy nipples, nigga. What does he do? What what does he rap about? Strawberry shortcake. I think Young Puffy Nipples has a song with Lil Lil Cricket. Right, on it. He rapping about yeah, Lil Cricket, <laughs> Lil Grasshopper rapping about My Lil Pony. Uh, and hot high school girls naked revealed thousands of pornographic images on the computer's hard drive, and of those, eighty images of child pornography. Uh, how, did, how does he not know this shit is being tracked? If and he was saving it to the hard drive apparently investigators were able to link the searches to herbert eugene miller an auxiliary office with the greenville police department who was assigned to the patrol car july 27th at the time the browser searches took place apparently he did not have access to a smartphone i mean Mm-mm, apparently so according to fbi agent bianca pearson miller 44 worked an overnight shift taking a break from his web surfing for a half hour uh for when it's when the part-time cop along with two other officers in separate cars responded to a call that had come into dispatch at 1:40 a.m miller pictured in above mugshot was charged with two felony counts of receiving and possessing child pornography he was arrested yesterday and appeared before a magistrate judge who ordered him held in custody pending a legal uh federal court hearing wednesday in greenville the town 70 miles east of knoxville so guess the race it's the race y'all of uh what was this dude's name um 
good grief eugene something uh herbert eugene miller that sounds like a pedophile herbert eugene <laughs> miller um one who looks like jeff foxworthy white well you might be a pedophile if uh super dave wizite one who likes sweet tea cookies and wine coolers that is not a race though i'm I mean, assuming that's black is that black yes yeah, i mean cookies and that's, wine coolers. that's everybody that shows up to chris Hansen's house right oh, that is true now doofy gilmore from scary movie one who tastes dines on cheese while looking at this at his cp um and get your sweet ass over here chris family guy like <laughs> <laughs> oh herbert from the white family guy get your muscle arms over Thank here chris uh all right so uh the correct answer is white that's right guys it was a white man all of you got it right i think And didn't somebody say sweet tea drinking? I don't know if that was black or not, but take this. <laughs> take this. Oh, that crowd is kind of rough. Oh, they're going to start throwing bottles pretty soon. <laughs> that's, that's just how bad that guess was, you know? <laughs> like, even if it wasn't right, the right race, just what a terrible guess. Um... Here's here's another Florida story, and it involves sore ratchetness. When Isabel Rego heard her granddaughter and four-year-old great-grandson were coming to visit, she had visited sharing home-cooked family meals and trips to the park. But what she got was a long-standing family discord that erupted into a fight and ended with her granddaughter being stabbed and Rego and her son being arrested. Oh, shit. The drama unfolded about 10 p.m. Friday in the home of St. Cloud, where that Rigo shares with her son, Juan Javier Lovine. Lovine's adult daughter, Rigo's granddaughter, was visiting from West Virginia with her son. And when father and daughter began arguing, they just don't get along, she said. The conflict escalated until Lovine, 44, pushed his daughter against the wall and hit her and said, don't never disrespect me, never ever at all. Um, and says, that will stop most of the applause. It says, says Sergeant Denise Roberts, the daughter punched him in the eye in self-defense and he stabbed her in the right forearm and chest with a five foot long sword. Oh, shit. What an asshole. Told you guys, these sword owners often turn on the people they love the most. Daughters in front of her child, in front of her grandmama. This is what you thought would be cool. I guess so. Police did not release the daughter's name because they consider her a victim of domestic violence. Rigo says police overacted. Her son got upset with when his daughter popped him in the eye and he, she, he began to bleed, she said. He grabbed the sword, which he, she said brought, they bought at medieval times and is part of a collection he keeps and poked his daughter in the breast. Now let's think about this, guys. He grabbed the sword that they bought at medieval times. You can buy swords at places where kids go to have fun. Isn't that sad? You can't buy a gun from Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, you can because Chuck E. Cheese is ghetto, <laughs> but not from the actual Chuck E. Cheese. You can't turn in tickets. And just <laughs> but like, yes, can I have that, that AK-47 up there? Yes, it is 20,000 tickets. Here you go. Right. This is, But we'll sell you a gun. 
Heat. At medieval times. How, how much did it cost? Was it medieval prices? Right. And, and, the, and the grandma is a fucking sword enabler talking about he didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. It sounds like he meant to to me, ma'am. Yes, it does. She says he didn't mean to. The police put it there uh, in their report that he tried to kill her. That is not true. He loves her. He they, stabbed her. When you put like this, man, I don't know about nobody else. And once you stab me, you're trying to take me out. Right. They just don't get along. You know what else doesn't get along? Um, Tom and Jerry. Okay. They don't get along. All right. Uh, uh, peanut butter and, 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 you know, mozzarella. They don't get along. Okay. But swords and human beings trying to kill each other with them. That's a little further. Okay. Come on. Officers arrested Rigo on charge of interfering with law enforcement officer without violence. She was released from the jail at the post of $500 bail. So she got caught lying. Robert said Rigo, 74, got in the middle of the confrontation and tried to hit one of the officers. Oh, Lord. Like mother, like son, like sword. Officers trying to do their job, and here you come fighting them. Rigo said she she was trying to kiss her son who was being arrested. Mm -mm. The police stopped me, she said. He said, you want to go to jail? The daughter was recovering Saturday at Orlando Regional Medical Center. Her rooms were not left threatening. Um... When he is released, he will be booked on charges of attempted murder, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and domestic violence. Rigo's great-grandson was asleep and did not see what happened. Rigo says she's embarrassed by the incident, is worried about her son, and just wants her granddaughter to recover. The family should not do that no matter what, she said. When you don't get along with somebody, just stay away from that person, period. She's just trying to hold her family together. Yeah, she's crazy. This sword-enabling bitch. Yes, she is. Are we playing against the race? No. Hell no. I'm about to say, because we know. I don't care. Oh. It's not a game, Karen. Sword ratchetness is not a game. It's serious. This woman almost lost her life from her own father in front of her grandmother and her child. This is what people are talking about, okay? There's nothing funny about that. I guess not. All right, guys. This is another episode of The Blackout Test. We'll be back tomorrow, Monday at 9 p.m., uh, don't forget tweakedaudio.com. Put the code in TBGWT. Get 33% off of your order. Um, and, uh, Shadow Dog Productions, man. Hit them up if you're in LA. You want to come out and see movie screening and stuff with them, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, get to meet Dexter and Kelly. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, I think that's about it. So until tomorrow, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>